When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Courtside with Christy and Gabe on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I am Christy Winter Scott and joined, as always, by Gabe Ibrahim and Gabe. Wow. What a week. I thought last week when we caught up with each other courtside that it was going to be uh, that was going to be the week. And then we've had yet another week of surprises, <laughs> upside downness, and it's just been another week of exciting news in the WNBA. Oh yeah, well, it's just basketball heaven now too. Like there's there's bat there's NBA all day long. It's like the tournament, but it's like <laughs> extended. We're gonna have the tournament for like two months. It is because we have all this NBA basketball. We have all the WNBA action, and it's just been um, really high level stuff. I mean, I think we're getting into that part of the season where. Some, uh, you know, teams are hitting their grooves and, and teams are improving. And then you have some other teams who were at the, tip, the tippy top of the league looking at UCL kind of falling off and hitting their and hitting their rut like everyone does. So uh, it's a really interesting point of the season watching some really high level basketball. Yeah, no question about it. And then, you know, New York mm-hmm. beating Chicago and, you know, one possession games. And how many one possession games has Chicago had this season? Like, I think the most, right? Yes. In the league. It has to be. Uh, but that was just such a great fight with New York being one of the youngest teams outside of Dallas. Uh, Dallas is the younger team by age. But, wow, New York has six rookies mm-hmm. on, the t- on the roster. And I know that Sabrina Unescu is hurt. I get it. But still. They're super young yep. and they're fighting and just to see them compete and not quit. Amanda Zowie B was fantastic in that game. And 
just her ability not only to score, but to set up her teammates, I thought was most impressive by Amanda Zowie B. She was hitting her threes. It was just a, an all-around great team game by New York. Yeah, I mean, they had 26 assists. And look, like they did, yeah. shoot, they shot 14 of 30 from three. Um, yeah. And that's really good. <laughs> that's it. That'll, that'll get it done. That'll get it done if you're shooting almost 50% yeah. from three. But this is when New York is good. And I do, I believe that this team will be good because you can see what Walt Hopkins has created. Um, they fight hard, they, they work hard for each other, they understand where they need to be. I really, um, I appreciate what Jonathan Cobb's trying to do as the GM there, what he's trying to build. And this is the way they're going to win games. They're going right. to shoot 33s. They're going to get 26 assists. I think it's important, like you mentioned, Zou- Mamanda Zowie B had 22 points, 12 rebounds. Um, and I think uh, Ben Dahl brought this up on Winsider Daily that she was she was doing it one when she's one pass away, you know, where there right. is going to be a, a, a contest coming, and she's just shooting over that contest. I just think, you know, if she's doing that, she's going to be a massive part of this team's future. And I, I think this is a glimpse of the future for for New York. This is how they're going to win games. Yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, I saw Amanda Zowie B and covered her when she was in the Big Ten playing at Minnesota. And she had 39 points and 30 rebounds in a mm-hmm. game. And just to to witness her have that same – level of relentlessness Mm -hmm. against Chicago that was just good to see because I think it's been quite an adjustment for her in terms of consistency uh, since she's been in the WNBA so to see her have that confidence and you know just that energy on both sides it wasn't just her offensive game I mean yes she was boarding and everything but again she was making plays for her team and she was an encourager and somewhat relieved when the buzzer went off. Not really a ton of uh, jumping around and pumping a fist, but just like, hey, you know, we did what we had to do. And I think a lot of that came from her leadership on the floor with that young team. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, well, you can look at this two ways for New York, right? Like they are playing their veterans a lot. Like Leisha yeah. Clarendon's playing a lot. Kia Nurse is playing a lot. Amanda Zowie B is playing a lot. Kia Stokes is playing a lot. And you might say, if you are you know, one of these people who, like me, loves the front office, loves to look ahead right. into the future, you might say, well, they should be playing the rookies more. They should be doing – they should be getting uh, more time for the young players. Right. But I also think, like, there's value in just winning a game once in a while. And I think yeah. that's what you saw from New York after a game. It's like you got to win one so you keep coming into the, into the film room and, like, really trying to understand how you can get better. You need to win one so you continue yelling on the bench like Jasmine Jones does every single game. Yes. You, need, you know, you, you got to get those things to mm-hmm. make sure that you can keep going. And, yeah, like you're 2, you're two and 11, right? Some, they're 2 and 12. So they, they're 2 and 12, right? And, like, yeah, okay, they're, they're not going to make playoffs in this season. It has been uh, largely a wash. But I think just fighting and getting that W for them is – so huge for the program um and you know look at Jocelyn Willoughby I mean she was she was perfect in the field yeah how about that yeah I just love her energy as well and and just her ability just to like you said you know build and grow and Mm -hmm. understand the pro game and the speed and the physicality there and and make those adjustments and and execute and she was Mm -hmm. just fun to watch great energy by her as well for sure I'm really happy with uh Kia Stokes as well because I 
it, when she was playing in Fenerbahce um, this summer, I, I got to talk after the season, I got to talk to uh, their, their coach, Victor Lapena, and he was like, he was saying, you know, Kia Stokes has played really well for us. Like, I'm really excited to see what you can do in the WNBA. Yeah. And Kia is, you know, one of those players that have a really up and down career. And she's been a good rebounder and she's been, and she's showed flashes. But I think this year she's really showing that she can do a lot more than what she has done. She's shooting threes willingly. She's playing a lot. She's more committed on defensive end. She's showing that yep. she has really good footwork. So I think Kia, Kia Stokes has been a big winner. She'll be a free agent this year. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see. It. I, I'm not sure they're going to be able to bring her back to New York, but I think she'll she'll end up somewhere, and I think she can help a contender. So I'm really happy for her. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I thought she and Zowie B really connected well yes. with each other uh, last night. So I, I just, um, yeah, tremendous upside. And, you know, it's just exciting to see players like that evolve and, and continue to grow and stay consistent. I think that's like the main thing, right? On any level, you want to see that consistency. You want to see efficient play. And I think that's what she's bringing to the table. Yeah, I, I'm happy. And we talked about this a little bit before we got on. I'm happy that the teams at the bottom are fighting. Like Atlanta got a win this week. Like, yeah. you know, Indiana's not backing down at Seattle. Um, I just love that in this league, and I think part of it is structural in that tanking is not something that's going to really help you because right. your your lottery odds are based on the last two years, and there's just, like, not that many games to figure out. You know, like, you have to try to win every game because there's just not that many games in a season. So right. every night we're getting good effort from pretty much every single team, and I don't think in this league yep. you see as much not – to, not to, you know, not to badmouth the NBA. I love the NBA. But, you know, <laughs> some, sometimes you're going to see – Teams are down on their luck. They're not as committed to winning. I think the dream, the liberty, the mystics uh, are all still fighting. And, and I love yes. that. And that, that makes the basketball day in, day out really strong. Yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, that's what you want to see, right? I mean, they have this opportunity to have a season, which, you know, we didn't know for sure would even happen. Yeah. And then to – have that opportunity and seize every moment that you can and learn about each other and fight with each other. I think it's, it's more than a a basketball lesson, right? It's a basketball, it's, it's through basketball, but it's a life lesson. You know, you're given this opportunity for a reason. So you have to maximize it. And that's what these teams are doing. You know, they're not counting themselves out. I know Washington has said, Hey, we're still fighting for a playoff spot. They're only a game and a half out of the the eighth position and they have nine games to do it. So it's definitely right there for them. They just got to go out and and get it done. So I think that's the challenge. And that's why you go into practice and you work hard and you have a great effort in terms of wanting to execute. And, you know, you have your opportunities in games to carry it over and Mm -hmm. all those teams do. So it's just good to see. And you always want to see that fight. You always want to see that fight. And that's, that's what we have uh, on the table for, for those teams that are still trying to get into the playoffs or still trying to get better every day and improve on something yes. team-wide. Yeah, so I think it's, it's inspiring. No, I love it. And it's very um, – in this week where we, as a, as a league, um, as a basketball community, we're celebrating Kobe Bryant. Um, it was his birthday on Mon- uh, Sunday – and that was Kobe Day, 824 on Monday. 
very appropriate that um, teams are are just winning based on pure grit because uh, that's yeah. that's something Kobe would do. It didn't matter, you know. He had, he played on some bad teams in LA, but he always always um, went extremely hard, and uh, and those teams yeah. are honoring that legacy of uh, Kobe. Um, but I did yeah. want to get into Washington, you know, to get to 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 get to some real basketball, but uh, Washington. Obviously, Emma Mieseman's been hurt. I think she's – do you know she's coming back this week? Well, yesterday on the Zoom call after their practice, which was very competitive, uh, according to Coach Tebow and uh, the players, she did practice yesterday. Okay. And he wanted to see how she responds physically at practice today. And, you know, she, she may play in the game against Atlanta – tonight uh, at seven o'clock on ESPN two. Uh, but uh, there's a chance that, you know, her body is a little too sore because okay. she didn't go full on and practice, but she did get bumped around. She didn't practice the entire time, but she was in the mix. And, and mm-hmm. that's coming straight from uh, Coach Chivo to uh, the entire media pool that was on that call. And, you know, it's a shoulder strain. And, you know, if you have ever had anything with your shoulder or, you know, or anything, you know, it's always how it responds to being back in the mix. So we'll see if she plays, but definitely, they've definitely missed her on the court, Uh, you know, and that, and that Phoenix game, I mean, you're talking about Kobe and, you know, I've got my (laughs) Mamba sweatshirt on, but in that game, Diana Taurasi went, off right for those 35 points mm-hmm. hit those seven threes and you know I thought the most meaningful thing that Diana Taurasi said after that game was you know my my body hurts but my heart hurts more mm-hmm. and I was already like tremendously emotional over the weekend just because of um, you know just being reminded of of the tragedy but also being reminded of what Kobe meant for the WNBA and for mm-hmm. women's sports in general. Uh, but just to see Diana Taurasi put on number eight in that Mystics yeah. game and to come out and perform the way that she did. I mean, those were contested threes. Like if you, I mean, you're following the game plan. You're not letting Diana Taurasi get clean looks from three. I mean, she's got hand in the face, body in the way, off balance, knocking in these threes, like straight on. Like, just straight, not bouncing in, like, oh, maybe, mm-hmm. no, like, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, wow. So she just tapped into that inner mamba. I mean, Kobe named her the white mamba for a reason. Yeah. And she just, she was incredible. And a one point win for Phoenix. And we're talking about the fight of Washington. And, you know, it, it was a great game. It was a yeah. great game back and forth. And um, there was no way, there was no way. Diana Trosser is going to put on the number eight and Brian yeah. on her back and lose the game. I'm sorry. Exactly. There was just, it was exactly. never going to, as soon as I saw that, I was like, Oh, okay. This game yeah. is not, this game's <laughs> over. <laughs> we yeah. can, we can wrap it up. Uh, yeah. Washington fought, but I mean, yeah, no, she said, I, I, I had it up. I had the Jersey hanging in my room and I kept looking at it and I wasn't sure I was going to wear it because I didn't want to do any injustice to his yeah. name on and, or the number on the back of my jersey so the fact that when she slid that jersey over her head and just kind of consumed the spirit of kobe yeah. bryant and the the mamba-esque feel of it all uh, that's just to me i mean that's storybook stuff right there man i you know 
that's storybook stuff. And I, you got to respect Diana uh, to come out and, and not only wear the jersey for a photo op, but go out there and crush it like she did. And <laughs> just to oh. be phenomenal, just to be phenomenal. Really and, and intimidate the refs like Kobe did too. I mean, <laughs> Diana, Diana's one of the best at it. I would say probably Co Kobe has a little bit more experience um, just bat making refs back down. Like there's the one, the one foul where she just kind of ran right into Stella Johnson. And she, yeah. there was no call for like a few seconds. And she looked at the ref, didn't say right. anything, didn't say anything, just looked at the ref. And then the ref's arm went up to call a foul, uh, which was like, it was a controversial call, but I mean, DT in a Kobe Bryant jersey is getting that call. I'm sorry. Like, that's, yeah. how, that's how it's, things work. It's so uh, funny. And she's talking about meeting people in the hotel lobby for, <laughs> for discussions, for discussions, yeah. right? Not for, for any kind I'm of sure. physical fisticuffs or whatever, but yeah. So yeah, DT is, is something different, but she's, she's cut different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, while for we're here, sure, I mean, but, let's, do you want to talk about, uh, so Brittany Griner had to leave the bubble um, for personal reasons. We don't have any other information other yeah. than that. Yeah, I, I, you know, Gabe, I, I just hope she's okay. Yeah. Um, for a player who came in to this season in great shape, I mean, there's a reason why Phoenix mm -hmm. leads the league in blocks with her presence inside. But at the same time, you know, I just, I just want her to be okay. I want mm -hmm. her to be okay. I want everyone who she loves, which is probably why she left. I don't know. I mean, it, it leaves it up to speculation. We have no earthly idea why she left the bubble and, you know, no comments. And, and not that we, like, we have to have this information, but I think just as a, a human interest, yes. like just to make sure she's okay. And we're not saying get back down here and play, Brittany, but we're saying we hope that the reason why you left isn't incredibly detrimental to you as a human being. So we want her to be okay. We want her family to be okay. So that was just very strange that she just up and left um, with really no explanation. Yeah, I think she's a really private person. Um, mm -hmm. And she's kind of shown that throughout her, her time in the WNPA. And, you know, like you said, just... You know, I don't really care why. I don't really right. care. I don't I just like I wish that we had like a tweet or something from her or even something a press release from the team saying Brittany Griner is fine. She's just dealing that's, with that's what a I need personal, to hear. a personal matter. And so yeah, um, you know, from from that perspective, I just hope she's she's okay. Cause she is like one of to me, she's one of the, the sweetest people in the WNBA. Like she's very she thoughtful is. in her press conferences. I think she gets a bad rap because of how big she is. Yeah. Um and you know. She doesn't get she she has gotten into a, a couple um, altercations because the refs don't really protect her because of how big she is. Well, that's so, the shack rule. It's the shack yeah. rule. It's the same thing, you know. And it's unfortunate, but it's true. It's true. Yeah, and I, I just you know, so I'm with you. I hope she's okay. As far as Phoenix goes, um, how do you think they manage without her? I mean, I I have a bunch of stats that I've read off for a couple podcasts, yeah. um, and I'll, I'll give a couple, but. Um, she is essentially their entire offense. You know, they're, they're, yep. they're really built around her. Um, they've had be on heading into uh, last in, heading into this week, they had ran the most post-ups uh, in the WNBA and Brittany mm -hmm. Griner accounted for like 90% of them. Yeah. Um, and she, you know, she accounts for a lot of their defensive defensive integrity. Like what they do defensively is largely built around Brittany Griner. Um, 
they won without her against Washington. Uh, it took a Herculean effort, as we mentioned, by Diane Taurasi. It did. But I just – do you see do you see them, like, falling out of the playoffs without uh, Griner? I mean, it's super tough, right? I mean, Kia mm-hmm. Vaughn had an amazing start to that game, yes. and the first half was hitting shots. And then I think in the second half, Alana Smith came alive, and she was getting boards and blocks and – doing her job on the interior. So, and I'm not saying she's Brittany Griner by any stretch, but at the same time, she did what she had to do. And she got Phoenix back in the game. I thought, I thought Smith got, got Phoenix oh, yeah. back in that, in that Washington game in the second half with what she was doing on the defensive end mm-hmm. and, and on the glass. So I think collectively, Sandy Brondello, she's been in it for so long, right? She played in the league. She's just a, a fantastic coach in terms of yep. making it, making adjustments like that. And sure, they miss Griner's presence inside. Anybody would. But at the same time, I think Skylar Diggins-Smith is playing great ball. I think Bria Hartley has played fantastically. Um, and uh, Brianna Turner. I mean, they have yep. some viable pieces that can make up for the offensive production. You're just going to get it in a different way. And then you have yep. Tori Walker Kimbrough coming off the bench who has played well. I mean, Nia Coffey has that hand injury, but when she comes back, the left-hander, she can get back out there and, and create some offense as well. I, I just think that they have pieces in place that, you know, can step up collectively and and try to uh, make up for that production but they're going to get in a different way it's not going to be 90 percent post-ups for for a lot of smith it's not going to be uh, for vaughn or or turner either but at the same time you know there's always a way and, and that's oh, yeah. just my motto there's always a way like you can't just say well grinder's not here so there it goes it's whatever no Griner's not here. Okay, spin the rubik's cube around and try it another way yeah right there's there's always a possibility and I'm sure Sandy Brondello will will exhaust all of those possibilities and um, I don't think they're out of it I think they're just going to be different I don't think they're out of the mix I think they're just going to it's just going to be a different looking squad in terms of philosophy and where the ball goes through yeah I mean when you have when you have Diana Taurasi, Skylar Diggins-Smith and Abria Hartley who has turned into a, a star I'd certainly say. Yeah. Um, if there was an all-star game this year, she would 100% be absolutely. a part of it. So. Absolutely. And they're 7-7, seven and seven, so they have a little cushion above the eighth seed, who is Indiana at the moment at 5-9. and nine. Mm-hmm. Dallas is also nipping at the heels. Washington is, is one game back of them. Um, so I, I do think they'll make the playoffs. But, yeah, like you said, like this is just going to be a very different team. I think Bria Hartley is going to have to move into the starting lineup because defensively, I love Skylar Diggins-Smith. I love Diana Crossy. Neither of those players are strong defensively at this point in their careers. Um, and, you know, a lot of their defense, like I mentioned, was we're going to funnel people to Griner. And, and we're going to have to try – we're trying to keep yeah. Griner in the paint as much as possible, and yeah. we're going to try to funnel the ball to Griner. But now I think Alana Smith is really going to have to step up. Like you she mentioned, is. she had four blocks against Washington. Yes. Um, defensively, she looked really good. She needs to do that every single night. So yeah. is Brianna Turner. Uh, those two need to just be all over the boards, whether it's coming from, I mean, uh, all over, you know, in the paint, stopping people from shooting in the paint because yeah. teams are going to get in the paint against this, against that guard uh, rotation. But, you know, you have to have someone there. And I think a lot of Smith is capable. I think Turner's capable. Uh, I think Kia Vaughn is capable as well. Yep. But I don't know. To me, they're just, 
I, I think they're going to fall down to that eight seed, to be honest. I, I think I see either, either Indiana or Dallas, whichever those two teams gets hotter. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right now it's looking like Indiana. I think yeah. one of those teams surpasses them. And then we're talking, you know, in the playoffs, they would be they would be have to face Chicago, uh, which yeah. is an ex it's just an excellent little rivalry. And guess what? It is. One game, it is. One game playoff in the first round, and I know it did not go one well for game. them last year. But Mm-mm. is there anyone else in this league you'd want for a one game playoff than Diana Tross? No. <laughs> no. I mean, oh man, you put that in front of her, and that's like. That's 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 tough to beat. I'll say that. That's tough to beat. I mean, we've so, seen her. I mean, she just yeah. goes somewhere. She pushes those buttons doo, 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 <laughs> on her forehead, and then hey, it's, it's she's a machine. I'd she's still like machine. my chances, but I don't want I don't want to play Diana no. Rossi in the first <laughs> round of the playoffs. I don't either. No thanks. <laughs> so we'll we'll see what happens with them though. I mean, they got a big game against yeah. Connecticut tonight. Um, that would be telling. You know they have to stay in that. They have to stay in that one. They have to. They have to at least m- make it close. I think they should because Connecticut's a similarly flawed team without John Cole right. Jones. Right. Um, but also, it's like you're mid-season and now you're gonna. Really, it's the first time in a while. There's Sorry. no way to. Um, there's no way to change up your entire system mid-season, especially when you don't have a ton of practice time, um, and you're just watching film. Right. Um, I, I just think, yeah, you, you have to, um, I don't know, you just have to maximize, like we were saying, I mean, we're in the second half of the season, and yep. everybody knows that it's a, it's a horse race to the end, right, and you got to have the wherewithal mentally first, I mean, physically, I mean, that's going to come because you're mentally tough, right. so if you're not mentally tough, even if you're the strongest on the outside, if mentally you don't tap in, not going to make it to the line to finish line. So, and there's no yeah, doubt that this team, it, this team is very mentally tough, as we've said throughout this yeah. time talking about them. That that's what yeah. their primary strength is at the moment is that they are extremely yeah. mentally tough, and they're not going to let go of the rope, as uh, yeah. as he head coach Eric Spolstra likes to say. Um, yeah, <laughs> is, is that a Spolstra saying? Because I because I'm a Heat fan. So right. I always think of don't let go of the rope as um, Spo saying that to, to LeBron and D-Wade and Chris Bosh in that first year of the big three. But am right. I too, is, has that been the saying forever? And I'm just too young to know that. No, I, I think, uh, you know, I, that came from him or he said it more often than he did yes. say it. So I think, yeah, I, I would uh, attribute that to him. I would okay. attribute that to him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good, good. Because I don't want to. I want to give him credit for stuff. Well, I mean, I give him for credit for so many things. So I don't need to give him more credit than he's deserved. Uh, do you want to talk about the Mystics? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, I, so they've been uh, they've been better in their last few games here. Um, mm-hmm. They they have been more competitive. They've been figuring out life without Ariel uh, Powers, who's out for the season. Yeah. Um, they still lost their last two though. Um, right. And I think. At this point, they are in the playoff race. At mm-hmm. the same time, you can kind of see the gears turning for Coach T, GM T, if you will. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. Look, looking to the future and figuring out, okay, who do we have here that is going to be a part of this future? Stella Johnson's been playing a lot of minutes. Shug Sutton's been playing a lot of minutes. 
Uh, Alana Coates has been playing more minutes. Tiana Hawkins is getting back into the groove of things. Uh, they have almost a blank slate next year in terms yeah. of contracts. Elena Deldon, Leilani Mitchell, Myshines Allen, Ariel Atkins, and Kiara Leslie are the five players that have a contract next year for Washington. Uh, right. I'm not sure what Tina Charles's contract situation is going to be. There may be some sort of um, – the WNBA may change a little bit, you know, the ruling, the rules about um, what happened with her since she was medically exempt. Coach T did, as you mentioned when, before we got on, he mentioned that she's – they're expecting her to come back if they can. Yeah, they are. Uh, um, I mean, that's just what uh, Coach said last week um, when he was – ask about the salary cap and everything when all the changes were made with the rookies coming in and yeah. the players leaving and all of that. But she signed for one year initially, right? When she right. Uh, agreed to join the, the Mystics team. So he did say that she wants to come back and that was a good thing. And that's verbatim from, from coach Tebow. So um, hopefully they'll be able to, you know, fit her under the cap, like you said, with, you know, more than half the team being uh, free agents next year. But I'm sure there's going to be something in the uh, the Players Association, I'm sure, will have the discussion about how they're going to handle, you know, the one-year contracts of, of players who mm-hmm. had the medical exemption. I mean, Tina Charles had um, the asthma um, exemption for her um, medical exemption for this season. So, you know, hopefully she'll be able to come back and hopefully everyone else will resign so we can finally see uh, what we thought we would see this summer before yeah. the pandemic. And I want to see it. I want to see Miesemann and Deladon and Charles and Powers and Sanders. And whew, it's just, you know, down the line, down the line. Uh, just uh, and Ariel Atkins mixed into I Come on, man. That that's a tough group. So oh, I, just, group. I just want to see it. I just want to see it. Like, I hope, you know, contractually it, it affords us that for, yes. 20, for the 2021 season. So uh, we'll see. It's yet to be seen. But they're fighting right now with these young players who, you know, didn't have an opportunity to have a training camp. And they are cutting their teeth right in the midst of the, the, the middle of the season here as they're mm-hmm. trying to make a playoff position. And I think it's exciting. I mean, just to be able to see uh, Shook Sutton come out there and, and fight Jackie Jamelos go out there and yep. try to, you know, reinvent herself, if you will, and, and be healthy and have the opportunity to play in the league. It's been her dream for, for years. So, I mean, there are just so many different storylines, but I mean, when you have Stella Johnson playing with the confidence yeah. I mean, she one one of the moves in that Phoenix game. Yeah, it's like she had Diana Taurasi on her and just kind of went up and under and Taurasi's body language was like, oh snap! Like you know, <laughs> she she was like, oh, this rookie, because you know how Diana Taurasi feels about making her mark with rookies, and mm-hmm. I think she kind of stepped to the plate and you know she saw the best defenses at Ryder because she was the leading scorer in the oh, country yeah. as a senior. So. I mean, she doesn't back away from challenges or, or vets like Diana Tarazi. So, um, yeah, I just love her, her fortitude. I, and, I think yeah, she, great. to me, she is the um, biggest story for this team right now. Because when you look at the cap sheet for DC, I don't think you're going to get all, like, you're not going to be able to bring all of these players back. Emma Miesemann, Tina Charles, Latoya Sanders – 
Natasha Cloud, Ariel Powers, and Tiana Hawkins are all unrestricted free agents this summer. So to me, right. you, you're not going to be able to bring back all of those players at, at the high-level salaries that they will command. Right. On top of that, D.C. does not have a first-round pick. I don't think they have any picks. I'm pretty sure they do not have any picks yeah. in next year's draft. So Stella Johnson coming in and showing that, first off, she can play ball. I think, to me, that was something I knew just like I didn't watch a ton of college basketball last year, but when I was watching tape for uh, the WNBA draft, I was like, Stella Johnson, like she can ball out. Like she can score, yeah. she can defend, she has great size. And to see her come into the system where, hey, this is perfectly set up for her. You know, she could be that spot of shooter. She can get yeah. to the rim. She, she can do a lot more things um, than I think was expected of her. And I think she kind exactly. of can replace some of that young – talent the young talent gap that the mystics will have without having right. mu uh, much draft capital in this summer so to me stella johnson is the biggest deal she's averaging 12.3 points per game shooting 50 percent from the field she's shooting 72 percent from three which is not going to continue but yeah you know, it is nice. <laughs> 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 she but she she, she just has she, she's wide open i mean that you know yeah. yes she's not going to shoot 70 percent from three but she can shoot a very high percentage from three point from three because yeah. she's wide open on a lot of these looks um and she'll get more attention and that'll open up the offense a lot more so i just i'm really really excited about her i'm excited about uh, uh shug sutton i always want to say mm -hmm. sug because that's how it's, it's spelled but it, it uh, looks like that right, <laughs> right. Suge has showed some nice stuff. Um, so I think those two players are going to be really huge to making up the young talent gap because this team is going to have to pay Ariel Powers. This team is going to have to pay Natasha Cloud. This team is going to have to pay LaToy Sanders. To me, those three players are three that you have to bring back. If Obviously, if Emma wants to come back, you're going to resign her. I'm just like, I don't know how much she's going to want to come back to the U.S. And we don't even know what next season is going to look like. But I, I think signing that one-year contract to me was like a big like, whoa, like I don't – that that made me worried about her coming oh, back. Oh really? Really? Yeah. No, I, I I mean for me, and I don't have inside information on yeah. you know what Emma wants to do, but I just know that she loves this team, and yes. I know that she loves her teammates, and I know that as excited as we are to see that whole roster together in 2021, I'm sure that's a hundredfold for her. And I, I'm not, you know, speculating anything or, you know, again, I don't know. I haven't talked to her about it. Um, but for me, I would think that she would be tremendously excited to be reunited with, you know, the championship roster that had experience. I mean, it's been a different role for her this year. And I think she's gotten better in different aspects of the game, like the game she had 10 assists earlier this season. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I just think that she has found a way to adjust and find her role on this team but I think that she is probably super excited to go back to what her role was as uh, playoff Emma finals MVP Emma with the group she played with last season yep. and do it try it again next year I just don't think she walks away from that but that's just me I I mean and that's just knowing her since you know her rookie year I I I just think she loves it too much. Okay. I just think the challenge is there for her. And, and you know, I, I don't think she'll leave it on the table and be like, yeah, it's been fun. You guys, I, I'm not coming back. Oh, I don't think she would do it. I just don't okay. think. 
I, I hope you're right. It. I think I'm, I don't, maybe I'm speaking for myself, <laughs> but I wouldn't do it. I, I don't think she would do it. I don't yeah, think she I just think, believe it. Yeah, she's far from home. Um, I think that kind of wears on you. Like, you know, I think a lot of WNBA players don't want to go to Europe. And I think similarly, if I'm Emma and, you know, Ekaterinburg's going to offer me a, a ton of money to right. kind of play in Europe, like, I might just do, so I don't know. I mean, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. First and foremost, like I want to see him. I want to see all these players back. It's just to me, like I'm, I'm a big money guy when it comes to basketball. Not all of these players fit. Just, just, just going to tell you straight up. Yeah. All the cloud powers, Misaman, Charles are all going to command very high salaries. To me, Latoya Sanders should, should command a high salary as well. Tiana Hawkins should get a, a pay bump. So it's like you're gonna have to yeah. choose. You're gonna have to choose like you know maybe three of these players, maybe four of these players. It's like who's 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 gonna get left out? Um, and I don't know. Kiara Leslie though also making a huge impact. Yeah. Uh, I think defensively, she's provide, She's providing a ton at the guard position. I think she's a really bright uh, part of this future. So they have. Yeah. It's just gonna be a weird off season though. I mean, especially because we all know what next season's gonna look like. True indeed, but with Kiara Leslie, you know, Coach Tebow was talking about her yesterday, I believe, uh, after practice, and he said that, you know, defensively, she fits what yes. the avenue to the WNBA is, and I mean, she can make threes, you know, and knock in the corner threes and, and have that too, so if you can play tough, solid defense, and you can knock in three-pointers, he said that's a great avenue into our mm -hmm. league and that's verbatim from him but he also said that you know he doesn't like to compare uh, WNBA players to NBA players right. however however he did compare her to the San Antonio Spurs Bruce Bowen and oh, yeah. how uh, how much of a, a defender he was and and he could shoot the three so I think you know you, you bring value to the floor when you can stop people and she revels in it. I mean, she played against uh, Enrique Gumbawale at uh, when she was at NC state, when mm -hmm. Gumbawale was at Notre Dame. So she had that assignment, you know, when they played Dallas. So um, she had Tarazi, uh, you know, against Phoenix. So she's going to have those tough defensive assignments, but she's always going to find a way to step up. And, you know, for her to, to actually be on the floor this season after missing last year with that, meniscus injury I just think it's been really great for her to to gain ground in terms of that on-court game experience and and she's she's doing well with it with her opportunity she's she's sure. showing well she's not stepping on people's ankles like Bruce Bowen used to do just for well, clarity <laughs> I don't think he mentioned that part he was just talking about he was just talking about the three and yes D. And three and she, yeah. <laughs> she's she's got she got she's got a lot of dog in her. I, she I think does. she got a lot she got a lot of dog in her, and yeah. I, I love that. Um, yeah. And she's she's a huge part of the, the future of this team, Absolutely. which is just it's gonna it's gonna be different and it's gonna be weird. Um, so we're we'll see. I I'm I hope you're right. I'm sorry to be a pessimist in terms of the numbers. No, that, no. That's, I, that's, that's just me. I, I think it's just me. I think it's just me. Like I, I couldn't see myself walk away. You know, knowing that everyone's coming back and, you know, I'm sure they, they miss one another right now. And I know, I know Tosh Cloud, I know uh, Deladon and, and Sanders and all of them are in, in great contact 
with the team and Ariel mm -hmm. Powers actually left the bubble. She's not down there with yeah. the team right now. So, but they're so close. And I mean, I'm not just saying that they're, yes. they're great friends. You know, sometimes on teams you have the little pockets of friends and the little group over here, little group. Mm -hmm. This is a t this team. They they appreciate one another. They it's do. a special. It's a special off court chemistry as much as it is on court chemistry. And uh, and I'm not just saying that as a you know fly by night. No, I agree. Oh, she's just saying that. No, 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 no. And, and you know when it's there. Like I've been around basketball too long. You mm -hmm. know when it's there, and you know when there are clicks. There are no clicks on this mystics team this yep. is why they're so special and um you know I, that's why again i don't think that that emma can walk away because of that i i, I hope so <laughs> i hope but i hope I, none I of them walk it. away but at the same yeah, time me too me too as, as a lawyer uh get your money everyone <laughs> get as much money as humanly possible like that is <laughs> playing basketball for a living yeah. get the money um, yeah. So we'll see. I, I'm excited for the Mystics. Uh, I think you know they've showed a lot of they showed they showed stuff that's um important. Um, I think I think they'll be okay. Hopefully they can get some more Ws and get into the playoff race. I just think they're a little bit out of it. If Emma comes back this week and she is healthy, then I think they have a pretty good shot at make the playoffs. If she is not, I don't know. I don't I'll know how much game out. Only one game you got not you have nine games and you're one game back. I yep. I don't know. I just I, and that's why I drive myself crazy because I just think that there's there's always a way until it's until you exhaust that everything. Yep. Until you exhaust everything and then boom, okay, well, we didn't make it. Or we exhaust everything and look, we, we made it. You know, I I don't know, but until until it's proven one way or the other. I'm going glass half full. I can't. I, that's just, that's just they gotta, I, I drive myself crazy with that, though. Uh, you know, but they gotta get two Ws. That's I, the thing. They gotta get two Ws this week. Yeah. They play Atlanta tonight. Um, Kennedy Carter is probably coming back, and we could talk about Kennedy. Uh, yeah. Then they play Phoenix on Friday, and then they have Connecticut on Sunday. They need to win two of those games. Exactly. If they win two of those games, they're right back in it. They'll be at six. They'll be at six and ten, and they're right back in the, the chase for the eight seed. The if they yeah. don't. If they lose all of those games or they only get one win, I'm growing very concerned about their chances to make the playoffs. Um, and to me, that kind of starts tonight against Atlanta. But yeah. Kennedy Carter's coming back. I mean, just like, I'm so excited. Man, <laughs> she's listen. Prob she's probable, just to be clear. She is she probable. Is probable. So not sure, that's not entirely clear that she's coming back, but it seems like she is because she worked. She uh, practiced before the last game and looked pretty good. She did look good. I saw those clips. I, I just think that, you know, she is just so dynamic and what she brings to the Atlanta dream and the fact that they're playing more solidly mm -hmm. right now in terms of their consistency, uh, you know, I think it's going to be fun to watch. I, I just want her to be a hundred percent healthy. I mean, yes. she's bringing 17 points back to the floor for Atlanta. And, you know, Nikki Collin has said that, you know, she's a rookie and everything like that, but her confidence is amazingly high. Mm -hmm. And her ability and confidence with her skill set and knowing when and where and why to do things on the floor, she's beyond her years in okay. terms of that competitive maturity. So uh, to have Kennedy Carter back will definitely move the needle for Atlanta in terms of how they want to play. 
oh, yeah. on a consistent basis. So hopefully she's ready to go and, and hopefully she's healthy. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see her out there tonight at seven oh, o'clock yeah. on ESPN two when they take on the mystics. So I, I think it'll be I'm, a fun I'm game. Pumped. Yeah. I'm pumped. I think it'll be a fun also, game. I, I do want to point out, I just looked up the stats for Atlanta. Uh, Benajah Laney over the last three games, she's averaging 40.6 minutes, which is, if you if, if you don't realize, that's more minutes than there are in a normal WNBA. <laughs> they, play, they played an overtime. overtime. I think she played every single minute against um, Los Angeles. Um, but man, what a, what a season. I mean, she's, yeah. I think to me, she's locked up most improved player, like going away because she's been phenomenal this season. Um, I do, I, I think Lori Johnson's also rounding out into form. Um, she was dealing with COVID. She's now playing more like the player that, you know, we've we've always seen. I'm drinking out of a Tennessee coffee cup. Today. <laughs> there Shout, you go. Shouts to Miss Ball. That's why you're saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like well, she Lori. Is, I, she is. Yeah. I, I think she played really well against uh, Los Los uh, Angeles. Um, she had the assignment of Candace Parker, and mm -hmm. obviously I think they were fantastic. But um, you know, yeah. they they she played she put up some points. Um, so I, I think with Kennedy Carter, maybe Atlanta, like they, they're only two games back, right? Like that's what they're telling themselves. Like exactly. We lost 10 games straight, but guess what? We're still in the playoff race because we're, there's we're only right 22 here. games this season. Yeah. And I, and I love Benajelani. I, I just think that she has played uh, so awesomely this yes. year. I, I just think just, and not just her scoring. So I, I was trying not to say, you know, she's been scoring the ball well, but listen, in the last game, she almost had a triple double. Yeah. Oh, she two, two boards away from a triple double in the last game. Um, I just think that she is playing with a level of confidence. I mean, she's healthy. And I think that really makes a difference for players who have had injuries in the past and we haven't seen their best because mm -hmm. of it. I just think that um, when you have, uh, something to prove to yourself you're going to play your best basketball and that's what she's doing right now and and like you said definitely a player on the list for for most improved in the league uh, Maisha Hines Allen is also in the mix for that conversation as well as uh, Brianna Jones from Connecticut yeah and you know they're and oh and you gotta you gotta put in uh Kalia Copper as yeah. well um you know so they're they're definitely in a discussion but but Ajelani has been able to stay consistent and, you know, produce more than just points. I mean, she's assisting, yeah. she's, she's boarding well, she's defending well. And uh, I think, you know, she went off in that game against Washington last week. Um, Washington won the game, but she had 35 points. <laughs> and the shots that she was getting, I mean, she was just finding ways to score. If you tightened up and ran her off that three-point line, she's going to take you to the rim and finish in traffic with contact. Um, so uh, she just brings so many different dimensions to the court in, in terms of what you need to take away from her. So I think that's gonna be another challenge, especially if Kennedy Carter's back tonight uh, for Washington to you know try to close a lot of holes in the boat because mm -hmm. Atlanta's gonna present some, some real dogged offensive pressure uh, to the defense. And the Mystics hashtag is apply pressure, and that's what they're going to need to do against this Atlanta Dream Team. If they have everybody in, in tow. No, I, I think I think that's uh, it's going to be really interesting. I I, I think these two teams um, should match up pretty well. Although I, I'm I'm mm -hmm. man, Kiara Leslie and Kennedy Carter going at it like that's going to be fun. That's going. I don't I'm think we've, ready. I don't think we've seen that matchup 
yet this year because earlier in the year, like, well, I guess Atkins would no Atkins probably matches up with Laney better. So yeah, I put I put Leslie on Kennedy, and like we may be seeing that for many 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 years to come. Down the line, I love that. Oh, it's going to be an exciting game. I I just want to, you know, I I think they've had a couple days rest, you know, and mm-hmm. um, you know, like I said earlier, like Mike Tebow said, they had a really competitive practice and Leilani Mitchell kind of tagged in yesterday after practice and she said uh yeah we had a great practice today but it's really hard to get in quality practices when games are coming fast and furious right so when you have these games you don't really have time to be on the floor like you need to be on the floor and have these like good up and down uh practices but she said you know uh, she said I'm sure the coaches get frustrated with us because it's hard to go 60 or 70% mm-hmm. effort, you know, it's either a hundred percent or totally walking through like the middle ground is so hard to gauge and uh, for the players and the coaches. But she said, I'm sure the coaches are frustrated because we, we kind of are going a hundred yeah. and they're like, no, 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 no. Like bring it back down a little bit, but it's hard when you're so competitive and, and you want to go hard and, and test the waters with, with what you want to execute. So I think that's probably, um, a sentiment that goes across the board in the WNBA uh, in terms of how to gauge not only your time on the floor, but the effort level that you're putting in, right? Yep. And and what you're doing in that regard. So I think it's really, uh, that was an interesting comment that she had yesterday, but I can fully understand uh, coaches trying to, you know, pull the reins a little bit like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, we have a game tomorrow, so let's, let's pull it back. I see what you're trying to do. I appreciate your effort but we have to be smart physically with, with what we're doing on the court today. Yeah. And speaking of coaches, I did want to wrap, you know, we've been talking for a while, so I did want to wrap up with just like a kind of brief discussion about coach of the year. Um, you know, to me, <clears throat> there's a lot of candidates this year. Yeah. And I think I got, I have a specific candidate in mind. However, I did want to ask you, okay. What do you look for in the coach of the year? Cause I think oftentimes what happens is, the coach of the year is either the coach, the, the coach of the best team in the league, mm-hmm. which I, I usually think is not – that's not 100% the reason – like that's not a, the best reason to pick somebody. Or a coach who is like ha- coaching the most surprising team in the league. And I think that's maybe a little bit closer mm-hmm. to, to what I think of it as. But I did want to get your opinion as to like <laughs> coach of the year, what makes the coach of the year? Winning. Period. <laughs> Period. And, and, and for me, um, I have an example. Uh, there was a high school coach uh, that went 13-0, and won the championship in the conference, and the coach of the year went to the coach who was 500. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, that's not right. Okay. Well, that's personal for me. So, um, <laughs> Was this you? You said it, not me. <laughs> but I'm just saying, so I just, and not that I, you know, I never played for awards. I, I definitely don't coach for awards. But when you're asking me criteria, like for me, I, I don't understand why winning doesn't supersede everything, right? If you won, then that should be it. And I think, you know, last year, I know James Wade won it last year uh, for Chicago. And I thought, and I'm not just saying this because we're in D.C. and whatever. I thought yeah. Mike Tebow, he was coach of the year for me last year. He's already been coach of the year three times. He's the winningest coach in league history. I, I just, and I told him as much. 
I said, I, I, you know, I don't know how people gauge it and no slight to James Wade. I mean, they could have been co-coaches of the year, yeah. you know, because he did do well and Chicago had a great season and, uh, but Mike Tebow, I mean, they won the championship uh, and they had yeah. the best. And they had at that point when they were doing the voting, he had won the, he, his record was the best. So I'm like, okay, um, your record is the best. Uh, you are, are winning you know, these games and, and playing great, the highest offensive efficiency in the league. I just, I, for me, I, I think it's, it's, it's winning, but I can understand if some, uh, a dark horse comes and, and overachieves. So you want to be able to tip your cap to that coach. Yeah. And I get that. However, I think the bottom line should be who wins. Okay. <laughs> at the at the best, um, on the best, um, not on the best, but with the best level of efficiency. Okay. So uh, your percentage of winning, what does that look so, like? So, so is your is your? I mean, so my pro like I'm gonna push back a little bit on that. Like yeah. I think I well I I would have personally I didn't have a vote, but I would have voted for Coach T last year. I mean I think a lot of it was because I was near that team and I saw That's the coach. Point. I saw him coach that team to be better than they were. However, I think when you're looking at it from the outside, he's the executive of the year because he put that team together and you yep. should get points for bringing talent together. So like to yep. me this year, I really like Gary Kaufenberg. I think he's a really good coach. I don't think he gets credit for having this massive array of talent that the team has put together over the, over the course of years. Like if, I'm, I'm, I, he is a really good coach, but I think a lot of coaches in this league could take that group of talented players and be the best team in the league. So to me, there is an aspect of, you know, taking a team with talent and mm -hmm. bringing them to their moat to optimizing their talent. So that's why coach Wade to me was a good pick last year. He had talent and he brought them to be better than they were, than they may have been. I think if it happened out after the playoffs, maybe they, it's a different boat. So to me, Right. This is all coming back to my specific candidate that I have in mind. It's one, it's, it, it's to me, the best coach in the league, Cheryl Reeve. Cheryl Reeve this year, what she has done is take a team, and she's the executive. She has taken a yeah. team that has, that has talent. They definitely have talent. The Fisa Collier is extremely yeah. talented. Crystal Dangerfield is clearly very, very talented. She should get credit in the executive of the year conversation as well for that draft pick. But she's taking this group of people who has for large parts of the season been without their best player in Sylvia Fowles and made them a top, a top four team. They are mm -hmm. one of the best defenses in uh, the league. They play hard, they play for each other, and they are better than the sum of their parts. That's not right. to say like, you know, there's a lot of teams in this league that are better than the sum of their parts. I think Reeve has just done the best job of literally like coaching, like, okay, in this game, Nafisa, right. you will do this, and then that will lead to success. And most of those times, those things working out. I think Bill Lambeer right. also deserves a little bit of, of, of um, credence here for what he's done without some of his key players and creating an offense that we all thought was not going to work into an offense that <laughs> is working very it's well. Working. Mm -hmm. So do, do you have uh, – do you think either of those picks what, – what would your pick be at this time? I mean, I love Shale Reap. And I, I, you know, I'm always watching what she's doing in terms of play calls and, mm -hmm. and sets offensively and defensively. 
and I understand what you're saying. Like, it, I know it can't always be predicated just on best record. I yes. get that. <laughs> At the same time, I'm a bit bitter. About the, no, I'm not. No. <laughs> um, it's okay. But I mean, it is what it is. Um, but sometimes I just don't understand like how um, that can't just be the the bottom line. Like the common denominator should be wins and losses. And but. I think you're right. I think Bill Lambeer uh, has made a case without um, Plum and Cambage on the court and still uh, rounding out uh, his, his roster night in and night out, finding a way to win games and, and operating on a high level in terms of execution. But you can say the same for Cheryl Reeve in, in that regard. So, I mean, if you ask anybody about me making decisions, I'm always- Make a pick. Two of them. Um, I have to make a pick. Um, I would go Cheryl Reeve as well. When you hey. first asked me that, when you first asked me that today, I mean that's the name that popped in my head because yeah. you know she has basically lost um, everyone uh, from those championship teams, and just to be able to come back and and reinvent her philosophy through different kinds of players mm -hmm. uh, she has done a, a fantastic job in that regard so right now she's my front runner uh for coach of the year and you know you have bill lambeer but you also have uh, marianne stanley who is in her first year who um, was coach of the year when she was with the mystics mm -hmm. back in the early 2000s so um you know i just think we have so many great coaches in the league oh yeah but I mean, I think there should be some kind of criteria set to what, <laughs> what, what goes into making that decision stick. So, but that's just me. Well, we'll see. We got, we got, we got, we, we have not uh, that much basketball left, but we do have a lot of basketball left. Like there's, exactly. there's time for people to separate themselves. Um, but I think any, I mean, really all the coaches, um, you know, have been have been doing a, a pretty good job in my opinion i'd say nikki collins the only one who has struggled but she also had a she got dealt a pretty rough hand this year yeah, yeah. um but you know even so i think even nikki collins who's probably having the roughest time of it this year is an excellent 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 basketball coach so right. i think we're in a very we're in a very good spot in the league that we have so many good coaches and, and great no basketball doubt. minds in charge yeah, and their sacrifices are many. I mean, Coach Tebow had his 38th wedding anniversary. He's mm -hmm. down the bubble. His wife is up here. Nancy's in D.C. So, I mean, these coaches are making tremendous sacrifices as well as the players. I mean, we know the players are in this bubble and everything, but so are the coaches. <laughs> and they're yeah. down there. They're away from their families. They're missing milestones and um, and putting the team first. And And that's just what it's all about, right? When it comes down to it, we're all in this together, and uh, the sacrifices are many for the greater okay. good of, of everyone. So uh, I'd love to see that as well. Love seeing some basketball too. We're going to get a lot Absolutely. more of it going forward. Um, we yes, should have yes, done, yes. actually, we should have done this at the beginning of the show. If you're a podcaster and you're listening to this, um, you should do your, your promos at the start of the show, because by the end of the show, there's not a lot of people listening. So uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter though, I'm at Gabe underscore Ibrahim. Uh, Christy, where can the people follow you on Twitter? At Christy W. Scott 51 on Twitter and Instagram. So I do a lot of basketball posts and absolutely love it. So yeah, check us out on social media. Yeah. And they, uh, you can follow her hoop stats at her hoop stats. Um, make sure you are 
Subscribe to the Substack so you get all their articles, which is once a day. Subscribe to their YouTube page because your boy is going to be doing some videos and there's a we're doing a um, happy hour pregame on Friday. Ha-ha. Um, which is basically this show. It's just I'm drinking wine and I'm on camera and I'll tell you a little <laughs> bit about the wine for happy hour. Okay. So okay. Pit- so so grab your grab yourself a, a drink on Friday at 6 p.m. and you can uh, you can k- hang out with us before the games start uh, at seven. And uh, yeah, I Sweet. think that's all I have to plug. Are you going to be doing any games this week? Um, actually, the ESPN game is is tonight for the Mystics, and mm-hmm. we are back on Friday on awesome. NBC Sports Washington and Monumental Sports Network, and on Sunday as well. So this is the only one we're missing because of ESPN. But then we're back. Friday and Sunday. So we're excited. In, in my humble opinion, the best uh, WNBA broadcast team in, in my humble oh, opinion. Oh, I appreciate two, that game. You two yeah, are. Yeah, Megan favorite. McPeak. Yeah, Megan McPeak, great point guard. She throws great lobs in there. And I, <laughs> I do the best. I try my best to finish. So that's that's it. <laughs> but it's fun. I am I am biased because I do watch every single one of them. <laughs> so. Well, it's all love, but I, I have loved sitting courtside today again with you, Gabe Ibrahim. This has been Courtside with Christian Gabe on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. We will chat with you guys courtside next week. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.